Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Who's scruffy-looking? You might wanna buckle up, baby. again <laughs> september 24th 2018 episode number 47 of the scruffy looking podcasters and we have a special special night tonight for you folks really special we get josh with us josh how's Woo! it going man hey what's going on guys Thanks hey again. Nelson. so glad yeah, yeah so glad you could join us from the big co and uh, also, we have our atypical co-hosts. We have myself, Jimmy Dice, and uh, we got Ed Bosharte over in Louisiana, and we got our buddy uh, Kev over in Jolly Old England. How are no, we doing, boys? I'm, I'm a mank now, remember? Yeah, don't forget that. Oh, frack. You are so right about that. You, wow. the ultimate mankhead. Yeah, you are a mankhead. <laughs> yeah, a mankhead. So, guys... Ed. We are the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. Um, you can check us out online. You can send us an email. Our email address is scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook slash Scruffy Podcasters. Follow us on Twitter at Scruffy Podcast. Myself, James, at Hebert207. I'll probably never get back to you. It'll take like two months, so don't even bother with me. Ed at Scruffy Ed B. Kev <laughs> at KPG1974. Leave us some reviews on iTunes. Send us an email. Josh, what's your Twitter handle out there so we can just let it know to all the fucking millions of people listening to this right now? At Josh Tuck Nelson. Ooh, Josh Tuck Nelson. At Josh Tuck Nelson. Awesome. Well, guys, we have a great uh, lineup here tonight. We're going to talk about all the latest news. There's a lot of shit that's going down, and uh, a lot of things we need to talk about. First off, uh, toy collections, but you know, I'm just gonna just yeah. say that. I'm just gonna let that sit right there, um, and uh, I'll start off with Kev. Did you buy any more things this week? Oh, so can we just compare toy sizes? That's first off. Because <laughs> sure, we've never, me and Josh, Josh and I have never been on a podcast together, have we, Josh? Yes, this, this is, is special. All, this is glorious. This is just history making. This is everything. The people want in it. It's the best already. Give me chills. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Let's. Oh, I want to talk sail barge. Should we get to that later? I just want to talk sail barge. The size. The size or what? Yeah. When did you get it? When did you get that sail barge, Josh? Oh, when it uh, when it was announced. Like maybe it took me a while to get on the bandwagon because I had to, you know, I had to be really careful around, you know, the wife. And I was like, you had to, you had to convince. Yeah, I had to be sneaky about it, and then I just. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a special place for it in the house, though? When it comes. It's oh, like not in the house. It's, no, it's, it's not allowed in the house. It's going to my uh, work, my place of work. Oh. Which is, which is already crowded. I mean, it's just full of stuff. 
yeah. I don't know where I'm going to put it. Oh, cool. <laughs> right in the middle of your desk. I can't get any work done. There's fucking sail barges right here. There's, there's, yeah. four, foot, there's four foot goddamn monstrosities in the way. There's four foot uh, sail barges in the way. You can't park you... that here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, what are we doing now? We can Star Wars. What have I done? What have I done? Hey, uh, speaking of speaking of action figures, I went to a Star Wars auction. Whoa. Get a load nice. of that. What? Oh, fuck. And I won absolutely sweet nothing. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so, bollocks. Absolutely bollock all, man. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a, there was a, um, a, a, a collector over here selling his Star Wars collection. He had, there was over 490 lots to bid on. So um, about a week ago, um, there was an auction in uh, about, about 50 miles from where I was, I thought. Yeah, fuck this. I'm going. I'm I'm going. So yeah, so we um yeah, this guy was getting rid of all his Star Wars collection. Apparently, it was for like an ill relative to pay for. And I there was like vintage stuff. There was Power of the Force stuff, micro machines, Lego stuff like that. Started at 10 a.m. in the morning and finished at about three o'clock in the afternoon, going through the whole collection. I got me I got my plan, I thought, oh this is gonna be cool. I'm gonna bid on about seven or eight locks. They had some vintage like carded figures unopened. There was one I wanted, a hand solo one, which was eventually I thought it said asking price between four and five hundred pounds, which is what was about seven, eight hundred dollars. It went for double that. It went for wow. double that amount. Mm-hmm. Um they had like a carded um yak face from like the last seventeen. Which went for about two and a half thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, it, oh, Josh, it, it, you'd have loved it. It, it. All the vintage stuff, it was amazing. And I went on to bid on about seven or eight lots, and it, every one of them beat me. I did not get anything. I didn't win a fucking thing. That sucks. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Probably better for your wallet, though. Well, yeah. Josh, yeah, being positive, Josh, yeah, that was the thing. But I wanted to spend, I wanted to spend that goddamn money. <laughs> Um, and, uh, but it was, they, they absolutely whip through these auctions. It's so quick. I do it. Have you, have you ever done an auction? Any of you? Oh yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Um, oh yeah. And it was, it's great though, isn't it? It's really cool. I really enjoyed it, but unfortunately I won nothing. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was last week. Um, other than that, I bought, what have I bought? Um, Oh, I bought a uh, the Minbun Stormtrooper Black Series exclusive. Got that. Oh, nice. Uh, and then is that I think like that's a, it. That, what do they call that? Just a mud mud trooper. Yeah, mud trooper. Like a, yeah, the mud troopers a, are different. It's the Minban Stormtrooper is like the cape stormtrooper. And then uh, the yes, mud yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty one. The ones that are like making fun of Han as he's like in the. Pit with Chewie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what I don't know where the exclusives from over there because I we don't have the exclusive. We just order them over here. Um, but I think it's an exclusive in in the states. I'm not sure who for. Um, probably somebody like GameStop or I don't know. It's somebody. it's Walmart, but they Is have them Walmart? in Canada. Yeah. They have them in Canada. So yeah, because we just we just get them at a over here a shop just gets them. So uh, yeah, that's. That's me. That's me, Don. That's me. Nice. Nice. Uh, how about you, Josh? Anything? No? Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have, but uh, I did. 
I, I, I know that feeling. the sail barge. It's, That's uh, like every week for Kev. So. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. The uh, the little the little uh, plastic crack problem. No, it's uh, it's it's a Legacy Falcon. So it's from 2000. They made it in 2012, I believe. And it's, I mean, it goes like complete. And like when I say complete, I mean everything on it in working condition. Uh, in box, it, they're usually going for about four or five hundred. So as, as far as Falcons go, that's not too bad. Um, but I got a fucking deal. It's complete. Everything works. There's no pieces missing. And I got it for like two fifty plus shipping, so it was it was a deal. It was definitely a deal. Um, I now have to figure out where the hell I'm gonna put it because I have literally <laughs> no place for it. And my wife's Josh. always like, she's like, you know, it's not the toys that 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 bothers me when you buy the toys. It's that when you buy the toys, you have nowhere to put them. Then they just they're just there, and you've just wasted all that money. And now they're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They they don't understand, Josh. They don't understand. It's I know it's, it's, it's not. It's not. Hey, easy. soon you'll be crammed in, an, in, as you can see, a thirteen by thirteen room where you're trying to fit everything in it, and you can't. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it looks great. Looks great. You wear it well. You wear it well. <sighs> so, Josh, 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 did you get that box? Did you say was that box? Oh no no no! I just got it. Loose. I just ah uh, yeah. okay yeah 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 yeah. Is it in perfect condition then? Oh, good. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely in displayed condition, but I yeah. do have a couple vintage boxes. I have an ATAT box, uh, a Dubac box. I've got an X-wing box and a Slave One box, but with all of the vehicles included. Ah, from the from the vintage from the original seventies stuff. The 80s oh stuff. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. dude, dude, I've just been showing. I've got a I've got a Jabba the Hutt. I've got an ATST, and I've got an X-wing boxed. Um, that's all I've got. But uh, you know, this auction, I wanted to get a. They were auctioning a slave one and a snow speeder together. Uh, that was one of the auctions I wanted to get because um, a lot of my vintage is now out the box. I've only got those three in the box, so I've got I've got like two X wings, so one unboxed and one boxed. Um, that's how you do it. That is, dude. That's how, <laughs> that's how we roll. You can play. You can roll. play with one. You know, like uh, you, you've got to. You've got to You've got to talk to these two amateurs opening boxes. And I, I got to. I hey. got to send pictures to the Skype chat later on. I'll, yeah. I'll show, you my, I'll show you my collection. You got to show me yours. I'll yeah. show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> I'll show you mine if you show me yours. That sounds good. That love sounds it. good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, but my vintage stuff is what I collect. I love that stuff. I love that vintage stuff. It's it's awesome. And Kev's getting so, back into Black Series, right, Kev? Yeah. I get that feeling. <laughs> oh, he's I, deep. I, he's deep well, in it now. Well, you know, you know, we talked about this a long time ago because when I start collecting like the vintage stuff, I kind of think I've got to have everything. So I was trying to trying to not to go mental with the Black Series because <laughs> because Hasbro, oh, they've been fucking, they've been sneaky and they put numbers at the side of those boxes, and I look at their numbers and I'm thinking. I haven't got number 45. I haven't got number whatever it is. And I'm thinking, who are they? Oh, it's like Rose. <laughs> and you think, oh, I don't want that, but shall I get it? <laughs> you know, shall I have that just to complete the collection? So, but yeah, I've got I've got quite a few Black Series now. It's getting a little bit out of hand. Uh, I need to slow do we, it down a little do bit. Do we know what's number 69? <laughs> I'm just wondering. What? Do you guys why did know? You pick, why did you pick that number? I don't know. I'm just wondering. 
I don't know, man. It came That's up in a question. previous pro- uh, episode, so I was just wondering if. Uh, oh, did it? We found out. No. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what they're up to now. I know there's like knows. higher than that. There's got to be something, right? Or they skipped yeah. it. Is that the Rebel Trooper? Is the Rebel Trooper something like that? Because they've just gone up to seventy something, haven't they? I think uh, Beckett's come out. There's a Rebel Trooper. Yep, it's Rebel just... Trooper. Oh my God! Oh, I'm beautiful. It. <laughs> that was a guess. That was a genuine guess. Because I know. Shut up. The... Yeah. Right. No, you totally you see, Google it, like, a couple months ago. This is me you're talking to, Ed, remember? <laughs> this is, like, me you're talking to. So, no, I'm like, I have number 68 and 70. What the fuck is 69? Yeah. I've not got that Rebel Trooper. Fuck that. I'm not getting it. <laughs> it's probably based off of Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he play? He played a Rebel Trooper, right? He did. In the in Rogue One. Oh, Christopher Patrick Nolan, uh, the the guy whose autograph I got. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about these autographs. Yes, <laughs> it's riveting. It's top top interesting stuff in it. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah. James, anything on your? Or are you done? Josh? Me? Josh? Josh? Are you? Done? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. All right, uh, James. Uh, you know, um, I've been too fucking busy with work. I haven't had a chance to do shit this week, and I'm so saddened about that. Not gladdened, but I've been rereading some comics. Um, I'm actually reading Ready Player One right now, which is amazing. Hell yeah. Um, but, That's a uh, comic? They have a comic for that? No, no, no. Comics and Ready Player One. Oh, uh, have you read it before? Oh, no, you haven't. <laughs> No, because it's your copy that I'm borrowing. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Is that the one it took ages to get to you? Yes. Yeah, because yes. Gina's like, yeah, I'll be done like next week. And then it was like two months later. <laughs> Gina's my wife, if you're wondering. Anything else? No? No, not really. Like, it wasn't, um, no, just, just didn't really have uh, too big of a week. And, um, yeah, I'm just really interested in this fucking news that's been going down. Yeah, well, I watched Solo because I got the digital copy. That's what I do. Oh, yeah, I did that. I've watched it I like forgot to mention. five times now because I only watched it like a shit fan. I only watched it once in the theater because I had no time. It was a Fake bad, fan. bad time, bad time in my life, bad time in my life for getting to the theater. <laughs> 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 but uh, I watched Solo a bunch, watched those special features, and I'm almost done with the novelization. I'm like 90% through. Nice. Nice. So yeah. when, was the, uh, when was the digital copy out there? 14th. Right, yeah. I got mine last Monday. I ordered that digital copy, you know. Why? Because I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to watch everything on it. And then I've got me and the Blu-rays out today. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. A day before you, actually, isn't it? Um, it's, yeah, tomorrow is. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's so weird. Like, why is that's that? A, I know. I don't know. Like, you, get, you got the movie, like, well, you weren't there for it, but you got the movie a day before us, right, or something? Mm-hmm. Then we get the Blu-ray before. And then but we you got, got the, digital... the digital a week or something, five days before yeah. you. Yeah. 
Yes. So it's the digital. I got the digital one last Monday and just watched it all in one night. So it's it's quite quick to get through, isn't it? Everything, there's special features and everything. I wonder who decides um, all that. Is like Trump sitting there, like <laughs> they're gonna get it this day. I've, yeah, I'm just fucking it. I don't. Just, <laughs> I don't it's know. those tariffs, man. He's put. It's the yes. tariffs. It is. You know. It wouldn't be so bad if you just fucking just bought the VHS that's been out on sale for fucking days now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, just going back, was that a Donald Trump impression there, Ed? Uh, possibly. <laughs> we, lo- we love your impressions. Though. We do like your impressions. I only do George Lucas, okay? Okay. Yeah. Well, I like that. We, we like your one impression. <laughs> <laughs> just that one. Just that one. All right. Um, so let's do, uh, are you kidding me? Ready? Kevin's, mm-hmm. I think it's your turn. Oh, are you ready for that? Sure. I am. Goddamn sure. right, I'm ready. Okay. Right. Right. So, are you kidding me? Is a segment we do, where if there's anything, anything in Star Wars that makes you say, "Are you kidding me?" So it could this could take it any few directions. So uh, here we go. Are you kidding me? A surprise, to be sure, but it worked. Well. Okay, I, I tell you, the timing of this, the timing of this Are You Kidding Me is just impeccable with Josh being on. I haven't planned this, by the way, because I didn't know Josh was coming on until earlier, because it's to do with the uh, vintage line, vintage collection. So I don't know if you remember, um, about a month back, I went to a um, a toy exhibition in quite near where I live, which was the whole a collector had put the entire his entire vintage collection in an, an exhibition. It was called uh, "May the Toys Be With You," and it's. Yeah, do you I remember. remember I remember I, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, it, it's absolutely incredible. It's running for about three months. I think it runs till October, and it's just everything from the vintage line. It's all properly displayed. He's got all the variants, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and. Um, it's it's in a Leicestershire, which is a quite near where I live, because the all the original line was produced there in a, in a place called Colville, uh, where Palatoy offices were, and they produced most of the vintage line there. So that's, that's where cool. the exhibit. That, yeah, it's cool. So that's where the exhibition is. So um, from the original vintage line um, that, that, that ran between like seventy eight and eighty five, um, they had like the original. The original line, which up to 84 consisted of around about 79 odd figures from like Star Wars, Empire and Return of the Jedi. But then I'm sure I don't know if you two have heard, but Josh will certainly know they've, re- they've then released in about 1985 a final 17 action figures. It was it's called like the the last 17 they're known as. And these are like the rarest Star Wars figures now generally fetch the most at auctions. And if they're still in the cards and in the box and everything they fetch a fortune um josh have you got any of them uh not carded but i have a ton of last 17 yeah cool yeah okay uh. so, so they they're quite rare aren't they now they're quite they fetch quite a lot of money now and everything oh um, yeah especially yeah yak. good old oh, yak oh the god dog yak face i've not got one of those <laughs> oh don't so the the my fact is that that at the time in in 1985 and early 86 the demand for Star Wars toys was just dwindled. It was just completely and utterly just no interest in Star Wars toys whatsoever. So the company that produced all these action figures 
and particularly the last 17s, they had all these action figures that they couldn't get rid of because the demand just was not there for these figures. So to get rid of them from the factory and everything, they dumped them in a landfill in Leicestershire and then just <laughs> filled it all in. So there is, they, there is a landfill, there's a landfill in, in, in Leicestershire where they have got the rarest Star Wars figures and they've just dumped them and just filled it in uh. and they are just there. And apparently, uh, according to one of the people at the SBH, some people have been trying to figure out where it is and trying to dig them up, trying to find oh, where they are. Are you kidding are. me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. What a waste. Oh, God, wow. yeah. Wow. But, so, I mean, are they even worth anything at this point? I mean, wouldn't well, they just have all been rotted through? Or well, maybe they're still okay inside the plastic thing? Well, it says that, like, plastic... On the on the, the thing it tells you where it tells you the um, the story of it, it says it takes a thousand years for, for plastic to decompose. So, although <laughs> the cards may have been, the figures should be <clears throat> absolutely in, in pristine condition. So the most valuable and rarest Star Wars action figures have just been dumped somewhere <laughs> in a hole. Just so I felt, I thought, oh, what could I do for the next few weeks? <laughs> go, go camping, go camping. It's time to Josh, go camping. Josh, I've decided to buy a spade, some equipment, and just go. <laughs> do they have like plastic detectors? <laughs> I was going to say, you can't really use a metal detector. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have a question. Um, no. I think these are all going to be shit. Because, yeah. It, like, yeah, the plastic won't degrade, but just the cold weather and the ground freezing and stuff like that, that's going to destroy, like, all the joints and any kind of glue or adhesive on those things. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I mean, this is... I was kind of asking them this. Cause, or the paint. Um, yeah. I'm sure they must be, but they said that they were just, I mean, they've got no, they're not quite sure where they were dumped. It just says they were dumped in the landfill and filled in. And I said, they've just got to be ruined, haven't they? I mean, I don't know if they were like wrapped in anything or whether they were just put in just as the cards, you know, with the cards and the figures and everything. It doesn't specific say. But or if they sealed them inside of a yeah airtight vacuum container. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do not tell me that, James. <laughs> maybe maybe it's it's like in Ready Player One where they have the Easter eggs, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and they've, they've, like, put it in a time capsule, and they've waited for the right man or woman to find the fabled dump. That's, it's, what, it's, that's what George should have done. Instead yeah, of selling it to Disney, like, done some, like, fun quest thing. Yeah. Now yeah. you it have the rights all to over. all of Star Wars. Yeah. Some, oh, my God. Some tall six-foot-four lanky Englishman called Kevin Garbett can find them <laughs> at his own <laughs> can find them and just live so yeah that that is my are you kidding me that 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 they are just been the most valuable Star Wars figures have just been dumped in a landfill wow waiting to be found there you go makes me yeah. sick it makes me sick <laughs> oh, even now even now I'm thinking where, where could they be? Where could they be? They could be anywhere. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Frightening well, thought. Do they even... I feel like you could easily find out where they dumped them. Well, 
Yeah, they, it doesn't say specifically where they are. It just says they were dumped in a landfill that nobody seems to know where. But you'd think somebody would know, wouldn't you? Well, somebody would still be fucking, alive. It's a small island. Can't be. Yeah. Can't yeah. Be, uh, Dig it all up. Fine. Dig it yeah, all, we all up. We all, we all know each other on this <laughs> island, man. <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody knows each other. Just get Lizzie we're just on like it. A, we're just like a local simple community over here in England. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a few of us simple folk getting by on life. Just, <laughs> oh god, uh, in kilometers, in kilometers per hour. Just getting. <laughs> you know what else bothers me though? Mark Hamill being like, "Here's the first word to the title of episode nine. Did you hear about that? No. The. What is it? The. 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 He's he's winding his opening. He's like stay or to be continued. After he says it, the no, no shit. Oh my god, he's he's he loves to troll the fans. So you have oh, to understand, he, he loves to do it. Yeah, but, but he does fans. it in love. He does it. With no, love. he does it. He does. He does. I mean, he's trying to he's trying to keep it, you know, keep it on people's minds, keep it active and alive. Because if not, then all we got to do is listen to this Bob Iger shit. That's just garbage. Yeah. Speaking Ooh. of that, so bye bye Bob Iger. Uh, talked about how it was his fault that Solo did bad. He spoke to Hollywood Reporter and said, I made the timing decision. And as I look back, I think the mistake that I made, I take the blame, was a little too much, too fast. Mm. You can expect some slowdown, but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films. JJ is busy making episode nine. We have creative entities including Beinhoff and Weiss, as we know, who are developing sagas of their own, which we haven't been specific about. And we are just at the point where we're going to start making decisions about what comes next after JJ. But I think we're going to be a little bit more careful about volume and timing. And the buck stops here on that. Mm. Well, yeah, because, Christ, you got Infinity War, you have everything from Marvel coming out, you have Deadpool 2... You've had, I mean, just all the blockbusters that happened this year, like, they, they should have waited. Well, even and Marvel started out slower than than Star Wars when it first started with Iron Man, etc. Oh, right, right. But now, like, now that everything's, like, now that they've established themselves, it's a complete rave. Like, yeah, they're going nuts with it. Um, but, it, and I've mentioned this before, like... When everyone's trying to scream to make Thrawn like a live action, you know, live action show or in the movie or something like that, which I'll, again, I'm all about. I'm all into it. Space but, whales, like, space whales. Space, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but the thing is, like, like this this whole thing just happened within the last five six years. Like Star Wars coming back. All right, let's 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 take it easy. All right, take it easy. You know, like this is let's let's just calm down and just. I, let it let it organically happen. Like let it flow. Stop trying to like shove it down everyone's throats and trying to compete with these other like huge big wigs because as passionate as the Star Wars community and the fan base is, I mean, clearly are based on just all the shit that's happened this year with the haters and the lovers and the petition signers, like there's still so much more to explore and we're we're such a the fans are like such a small group that my point being is that Star Wars is very popular, but it's not like as mainstream as Marvel is. Yet. Yet. Mm. 
yet. Um, okay, so I'm going to go around the horn here, each of you. What would you like? What do you think about this? And what would you like the time frame to be between films? And we already heard what you think about it, James. What do you think the time frame should be? I'd say two two years. Two years? Keep, keep, keep it the two years each. I mean, not this every year bullshit. Two years, maybe even three years. I know the live action like TV show that DB and DB are going to do is going to be different. Um, they're going to they're going to they're going to make their own. Yeah, that's that's a totally different profile you're going for here. With regard to actual movies, it's got to be two and a half to three years each. I'm not sure what D uh, Weiss and Beinhoff are going to do because they said it's a s- series of films. That's all it is. That's all we know. So, do you think do you think they're going to be cinema films? Though? Who the fuck knows, man? And that's mm. that's I've brought that up. Like it could be films on the streaming I think, service. I don't think I don't think they will be. I think they'll be streaming. Yeah, I think so too. I'm mm. with you. I'm with you on that. Because if if Ryan Johnson's doing a new trilogy, and they're going to slow down. You know, it, let's say, you know, if Disney are going to slow this down and say, you know, are they going to release that trilogy one a year, one every two years? So that'll be their movie output for them. I can't imagine then they're going to run a film every year. Do you get what I mean? So if they've got the that trilogy and this other trilogy, mm-hmm. that, that won't make sense if you're saying we're going to slow the films down, will it? That won't make any sense. So... Um, I, mean, I don't know how I feel about it. So I'm all for more Star Wars. Um, I don't really think, you know, when you think about it, when was the Fourth Awake? When was the Force Awakens? 2015. So we've only had one a year, technically, haven't we? We've had Rogue One. Yeah, but um, Solo was like five months later. So mm, I mean that. Yeah, in that respect, that was silly. That was ridiculous. They should have put Solo back to December. That's my yeah. that's my opinion. Yeah, they should have if they'd have been smart with it. They should have they should have just done that, and then it might have made more money. And in which case, um, what what do you think should be the time between? Um, I from from a, you got to balance marketing and fandom. Well, it's well, the same, I guess. But it's got to it's got to be to be realistic. You've got to. I absolutely agree with Jimmy. It's every two years. Interesting. Every two years. Interesting. But I would still go, if they marketed it right, I'd still be happy with one every year, but a December release. Yeah. So Chris, Christmas, Christmas time, man. Yeah. That's where I Just am. That's... But Josh, what do you think? What do you think of the slowdown? Smart? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I've been, you know, it's, it's when I first, like when this first thing was heating up, you know, I was worried from the start and I'd mentioned this to, you know, some of our Star Wars buddies on Twitter, you know, we had a conversation about it. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think that I want to see Star Wars turn into a Marvel uh, mm. type of rollout. You know, it, it's just too fast, too much, too quick. And, and are we going to, you know, God forbid, are we going to get tired of Star Wars mm. every year? And, you know, as much as I'd like to see, you know, and, and I think if you're going to have it every year, you've got to keep it innovative mm. and you've got to keep the quality consistent and you have to have, because sooner or later, and we've already seen the outcry from the fans. If you, you know, it, it's like everyone's so fucking sensitive, and everyone has their own opinion. But personally, take no your place. time. Yeah, seriously, take your time. Make a decent story. You know, let, let really flesh out the ideas. It, it's cool to have a show in between the movies. 
it's great to have content like comics and, and novels and, you know, you got toys to tide folks over. Um, I say two years, man. I got two or three years. I'm content with that. Definitely keep it in December. We've got the December thing going for us. We've, it's working well. And Disney's going to be making bank off of their streaming service, so it's not like they're going to need Star Wars to carry them, uh, you know, especially with Mary Poppins. So, uh, yeah. yeah, dude, I, I say... <laughs> I say go slow and go quality, not quantity. Quality, not yeah. quantity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What would you guys think about Emily Blunt and Star Wars? I just thought of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is amazing. Have you she seen her in the, in the, like, uh, where she does, like, a freestyle comedy stuff? What's that show? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember what it was. I was watching oh, it. With Emily Blunt? Yeah. John Krasinski is a lucky man. Goddamn right. Mm. She's mm-hmm. wicked. Jack smart. Ryan? Yeah, Jack <laughs> Ryan? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, 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 all f- I'm all for, like, you know, if I had my preference, I'd go every December. But if you're going to give me something live action on a TV series to hold me over, I'm fine with every two. But, well, you know, I'll, everyone knows me. The listeners know that I'm all about just give me everything. <laughs> you know, like, give me give me it. You'd have one every six months, Ed. You'd yeah, but... but you, one, one every month, actually. Of course. A film but, every uh, month. <laughs> but, Ed, I felt the same way at first. Because when it was really heating up, I was like, yeah, give me Star Wars, give me Star Wars. Ah, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it got to the point where... You know how when you eat too many cookies, <laughs> you, get a, you get a stomach ache? It's oh, kind of yeah. like that. And then when the fandom, you know, the fandom started to turn sour and everyone was getting, you know, everyone was mm. bitching, it just kind of took the fun out of it. And Star mm. Wars, you know, Star Wars is an event. It's like when Ooh. I go to the theater, I want, like, one of my favorite things about it is the buildup. The, the, yeah. the, the, the like, oh, the, yeah. the rumors and all of, the, like, the tension, the buildup, and, like, we'll never Spoilers. get... Yeah, like, yeah. we'll never get a Force Awakens release ever again. We'll never get, like, that Force Awakens tension. Oh, a Phantom Menace release. A Phantom yeah. Menace build-up. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, like, blue balls forever, and then all of a sudden you just you just blow it all over. Yeah. Kev but, fell uh, for the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Still hey, the greatest hey, build-up to a film of all time, the Phantom Menace was. It yeah. was a, immense beyond words that 16 years that we were waiting for this film. It, well, you're absolutely right, Josh. It's amazing, isn't it? And yeah, I totally agree. I think we all, all of us, on, I think on our early podcast, were worried about: Are Disney going to push it too hard? Are they going to say that it doesn't become an event? That it's just like, oh, there's a new Star Wars film. I'll go and see that then, rather than be really looking forward to something and really mm. building it up. And it's kind of gotten that way a little bit and you're right the, the the toxic nature of everything now that you kind of think oh god it's you know how's this film going to do is this film going to be up to anything is it going to be any good and you just think I, I do think they need to slow down but not too much because I still think once every two years would be December release would be perfect it would be just about right I think that um, if I can interject real quick um, I think the a big problem that they need to avoid is the DC syndrome. That's what I'm calling it right here. Mm. I mean, look at DC. I mean, they're just they're free falling right now. 
am spiraling out of control because their shit is just garbage. Like Wonder Woman, amazing. Wonder Woman, Love yeah. It. Everything else, shit. Like, but it's they, out, they, is it Aquaman next in it? So it'd be interesting to see how that. I mean, I I, I love trailer. I love my Momoa terrible. man. I love mm. my Momoa. Ain't, ain't gonna lie to you, but just everything else out there is just. DC really needs to step up their game, and they're going through a crisis right now. I mean, they need to they need to do it. They need to take a, take a break and check themselves. And I fear that you know Star Wars could easily go that way if if they're not careful. And I would that would just absolutely kill me. I'm I mean, scared. Even I'm at, scared for Venom. I'm scared. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh dude, that's I. I mean, I just hope that doesn't suck. And think, well, the, I mean, the, look at look at Star Trek right now, man. Like. The new movies with Chris Pine, I think they're great. I'm a big Star Trek fan. Like, I'll watch that shit forever. Doesn't matter. And Discovery, like, it grew on me. I really like it. But that's getting a lot of heat right now that people mm. just don't like it. And you got to be careful. Whereas Marvel, it's just like everybody loves it. That's it. Hands down. Done. But I think I think with Star Trek as well, the, after the last one, after Star Trek Beyond, and there's now all this. <clears throat> these contract negotiations and the mess for the next one, isn't they? Because I think is it, I don't know if that's been sorted yet, but Chris Pine hadn't signed on and Chris Hemsworth was not signed on and apparently that's in absolute turmoil now. So that that timeline could be all over the place and they're just you know, you don't want Star Wars to become exactly like Jimmy says, a mess like D C or a mess like Star Trek. You think let's yeah. just Josh is a hundred percent right, let's have quality and make it good rather than just churn it out for the sake of it yeah just you know yeah. just having something that that's why i'm saying just like have a tv series it just holds you over i'm fine <clears> with that yeah and i still but i still think this db vice one i still think that could be i don't think that will be for the cinema i think their background i think that will be for tv so i think be interesting to see what they do after episode nine whether mm. they'll go straight into the ryan johnson trilogy and then you I'm know, surprised announce. the way he worded that. Like he was like after JJ. Yeah. It made me think they're gonna continue like a Skywalker thing or continue with Ray. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like you don't. Well, I think you don't say that unless like you're gonna continue off of those characters. I I think that they're gonna continue with with the new characters. Yeah. I think that's something yeah, that yeah. they're going to because you wouldn't. I mean, they've 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 built. Like when you think of the the original cast, the legacy of the original cast. Well, this is you know, and, and that's kind of you know what what the older fans grew up with, and so the newer fans, the new the young kids getting into this, that's their legacy, uh, the legacy cast, and so they're gonna probably try and carry that through, even if it doesn't have Sky, if it, do, it doesn't involve Skywalker, it will still involve the new cast, mm, right. And, the other thing you have to remember too is Disney's got that streaming service, and so what their what what their instinct is going to be is okay. Well, if we don't have the films, let's pump out Star Wars uh, TV shows, and it's the same problem. If you pump out the TV shows, it becomes that same problem just mm-hmm. to make up for the streaming service. Like, oh my God, we got the streaming service, got to pump out the content, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. You know, it, it, a TV show can can really mess things up just as much as a movie. Like, look at kind of the outcry with Rebels, and I liked Rebels, but Rebels made a lot of enemies, and it, it caused a lot of drama, 
And if you don't do and like especially with this new one, John Favreau, if he messes up the like if it's really going to be Mandalore and he messes that up, uh-huh. holy fuck! Yeah. Oh, you know how many people are in the Mandalorian mercs? Yeah. yeah like, so, uh, can can I can I just say that I was really into the um, the original Legends storyline that they did with Mandalore. And uh, I really don't like what they did with it here and uh, Rebels and stuff like that, how they like made it a thing again. Mm. Not 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 a big fan. I liked how everything was just like, I don't know, the way that they had it with Legacy of the Force and stuff like that with Jason Solo and all that and the in the books. Well, did you and, like the way they did it with Clone Wars? Did you like that at all or no? Does that still count as new? No, no, not really. I mean, I, I, I dig it. I see what they're doing there, but like, I still like the whole thing of like, yeah, okay. They, I mean, they, they had a lot of it in there. Like the whole planet's just, you know, it's fucked and garbage and everything else. But yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I, I think it's still up in the air because they, they still have to explore how it ends. Right. Like I feel like it's the Mandalorians have. There's got to be a finite thing to it, right? Mm. I don't know. It's, you think so? I would hope. I would hope so. Anyway, there's a but, big war. You know, you know, we know. We know Ahsoka buries her lightsabers in a grave and shit. Like, there's some ending to some war there that's going on. Yeah, <coughs> so, yeah I don't know. So, just have to mm. find out. But, but supposedly, this Mandalore thing happens after Return of the Jedi. So we'll see. I don't know. Mm. With John Favreau's show. Hey, speaking of John Favreau, uh, you want to talk about Solo? You guys watch Let's it a do lot? it. Yeah, it's done. I, I had some thoughts. Do it. Watching it over and over and over and over at home. We know of the movie, all the with, features. With <laughs> the movie. With the toddlers movie, yeah. climbing all over me, you know, distracting me, and then <laughs> <laughs> asking why people, why people are blowing up. and like, yeah. Don't watch. Don't watch. <laughs> yeah, you know, have you guys have you guys been playing Star- uh, Spider-Man PS4? No. I've been trying to find time. I've I've played a little bit of it. There okay, it's, there's a terrorist great. event. I'm not going to spoil it. There's a terrorist event <laughs> in it. Like it, it feels like a ter- it's spoiled. Okay. No. Spoiled. But, uh, whatever. That's it. You've spoiled it. There's a terrorist it. event in it. And like one of my girls walks up as it's happening and I'm like, "Oh fuck." pause <laughs> she's like looking at like what are you doing daddy <laughs> why are all these people dying and screaming did you say this is real life hey. i'm like hey glenn what are you doing let's go over here and play <laughs> i like totally diverted that's what you gotta do that's what you gotta do sorry when you guys have kids so you gotta do divert attention anyway oh god so. Not having kids. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> really? Snip it. Yeah. Snip it. Well, mm, I wanted one, and look what happened. No. Wow. They're going to fucking listen back on this podcast like, Daddy hates me. <laughs> yeah, but which one? Which one does exactly. he have? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> My point was. a whole bunch of daddy issues here, man. He's not said which one. James. He's not said which one. I, bl- I, I, I didn't finish my statement. I was blessed with two. Ah, oh. uh, good recovery. Oh, look at that. Well done, that man. Well done, that man. Well played, sir. Well played. I still indeed. know you're full of shit. I anyway, know you anyway, back to Favreau. 
and Solo. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the movies again, and I'm like, his voice sounds clear. Like, there's ways <clears throat> to dub in voice and make it sound like they're there. I don't know if I don't like his voice, the way he does it for that car- for uh, Rio. Mm-hmm. But it sounds wicked dubbed in, and I'm like, it's taking me out of the movie. I don't, I, it can be only me. I don't care. This is just my opinion about it. But that's what I think when I hear Rio's voice. I'm like, oh, God. Like, I really? wish it was like a better really? voice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Ooh. know what it is. It's just a little too high pitched and funny. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Whoa, is Ooh. that a Wookiee? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It's like, ugh. And, ugh. I don't you've know. Never I don't had a good night's sleep, so you've curled up in a Wookiee's lap. Maybe it's oh, maybe it's me it. watching it in 4K with the Dolby Atmos. Like maybe that's what's doing it. <clears throat> I don't know, mm. but it, it clearly sounds dubbed and fake and takes me out of it. Do you know what, dude? I, I watched it again last week, and I've never I've never noticed that. I yeah, I totally ruined it for it. you now. Now you're gonna watch it again. You've completely like... <laughs> completely ruined that for me now. <laughs> See, because I really like Rio's character, and I yeah, like his I voice for it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, don't, I I like the idea, obviously. <clears throat> like I'm, I'm not. I, I the voice is getting to me. I li- I don't never, mind uh, the idea. You know, like <clears throat> it's fine that he's like four armed, and I like the idea that it's alien. Obviously, I like aliens. Bring more aliens in. There's not enough aliens mm. ever. I agree. Where have where are the Rodians? Hashtag the Rodians. Yeah, especially yeah. especially especially in the sequel films. I want to bring some some of the, the old school aliens into the prequel, for like 7, 8, 9. You don't see them. Oh, to the much. episode ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It annoys I, me. I, I mean, oh, Jimmy. I 100% agree. I, like, where are my Rodians? Where are my Grands? Like, where, where the he- Even just one. Just give me one. Like, something. Well, well, it they kind of stick them in the background, don't they, here and there? They stick them in the background or something. There's like something. a little ears and nod yeah. to there and things. But you think, not enough, I'd say. Not enough, yeah, I agree, I agree. Not enough, not enough. I mean, they're doing all of this other fucking bullshit with the movies. Why can't they just throw us a bone, like a real one? They definitely do it in Rogue One, and they definitely do it in Solo. Well, why aren't they doing it in the later ones? I don't understand. I was just going to say, they're more... They they have more of a retro feel to them, don't they? The, like Rogue One and but Solo. there's still races that exist in that time. Like, well, you, I don't understand why they don't do it. I don't. Mm, that's just my opinion. Mm. Agreed. But no, I've never I've never noticed that with Favreau's voice now. But yeah, you've completely fucking ruined that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be watching well, that. We now, don't know yet. You'll t- watch it again, yeah. and you can tell us about the girl, Han. <laughs> Does she have big teeth? Does she have sharp teeth? Does she have sharp teeth? <laughs> See? See? Josh is pointing it out right now. Oh, you pair of you. A pair of you ruined that little bit there. Also, so what's the, four, what's the 4K like on it, Ed? What's the 4K I like? I actually, I'm going to be quite honest. I kind of like it more than The Last Jedi. Mm. Last Jedi, they did the 4K, mm. and it's really grainy. And and there's some of it in Solo, I admit, but overall, I feel like it's better in Solo because the graininess. Probably, it, yeah. The graininess. I feel like they be. overdo the graininess in Last Jedi. Really? Yeah, I, I feel I feel the opposite. Like if so, like with 
the the look and feel of solo it's gritty it's dark and the cinematography like there's a lot of scenes that are all they almost look underlit so mm. you know in the 4k the 4k kind of brings that out a little bit more and i think with last jedi like there are some scenes i agree with you ed there are some scenes that are a little grainy but for the most part last jedi kind of has a sheen to it um which might even make it look too re you know what i mean like that kind of hyper realism makes it maybe look that's great. what i like <laughs> yeah. Because, the hyper-realism? yeah yeah well because like i'm yeah. looking at last jedi and the graininess i'm looking at the face of like hux at the beginning for instance and there's like black graininess on him and i'm like well rem- but that was also shot in fi- wasn't what was solo was shot with film i guess too i, I don't Ooh. know if that was shot digitally or not there's a difference but yeah well i i you know my baseline my baseline is thor ragnarok which was so crisp and clean and beautiful to me. Mm. But Solo was never going to be that way, is it? The Solo's not like that. Yeah, well, there's more close-ups and stuff, so I don't know. Well, it's, it's got a thick layer of grime and dirt on it. You know what I mean? Like that's Which makes so- sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, well the one thing that I noticed, because I haven't watched it in 4K, I've just watched it in HD, and it's, it, 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 like, it... it it was. I was struggling with some of it. If you had not seen it before, because of the the way it's lit and how dark it is, I was kind of thinking, this is too dark in places. You couldn't quite see when I was streaming it. What you know, it was like. Maybe I should have switched the TV on. But um, the you know, the um, it just didn't seem. I thought. I wonder what this is like in 4K because it just didn't seem good quality. And mm. I haven't watched the Blu-ray yet. I haven't watched the Blu-ray yet. To see. I was kind of thinking, I'm a little bit disappointed with the picture quality of this. Do you, well, you do have you to have wait. A, um, do you have a 4K TV? No, that's what I'm saying. I've mm. just wondered what you thought of it in the 4K. I love well, it. Yeah, I haven't. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. So, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. If, if you have a 4K TV, you need to you need to watch it on, a actual, on an actual 4K Blu-ray disc. If you try yeah. and stream it 4K... It's not the same. So yeah, you that's really what want I that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna do it. That's why I don't that's oh, why I don't oh, buy whoa, it. Whoa, 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 Ed, are you gonna buy a copy of it? Well obviously. Oh, I got See, the that's... digital and the Blu ray. <laughs> ah. Yeah. See, that's why I, I never like get into streaming. I just like to I just like to buy a physical thing. It, call me an old school guy, you know. Call me, me call too. me some old man, but like me I like too. to physically hold something because that shit's gonna work in a Blu-ray player when your power goes down. And you have a generator back up in your TV and your internet's down. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I got my steelbook today. You know mm-hmm. why, Kev? Because it's when is it gonna be in a steelbook? Like with other movies. Like I do like the collections. I wait for the. That's why I'm waiting for seven, eight, yeah, nine. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like so solo. I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, see, uh, uh, normally yeah. I've made a habit of buying like like an asshole, buying the uh, digital copy, even though I know that the the, the hard copy is going to come with the digital code. But I just get mm-hmm. so antsy and I want to watch it because everyone's watching it. You know what I mean? You just get that fever right, rising inside of you. You're like, I gotta watch it now. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but that's, I I did that last week. I thought I've got to watch it. But but it's like a week. I had an out this time because the the steel book for the bet the Best Buy steel book the special edition that I have does not come with a digital code. So I was like, 
Yes, I have a, I have an excuse now. I totally have an alibi. My <laughs> wife asks why I have two copies. Like, listen, babe. <laughs> one, I needed a copy to watch when it came out right out on digital immediately because you know how that is. Uh, there was never going to be a digital version. I got to watch it on the plane, babe. I've got to watch it on my, you know, on my business. <laughs> I need it babe. now. I need it I now. Have it now. <laughs> <laughs> and she just nodded and let you get on with it. That kind of thing. She's like, yeah, just do what at you like. At this point, then. at this point. <laughs> exactly. She's reserved that. She's like, I'm not even asking anymore. You do what you got to do. Just get on with it. Just don't tell me the cost. Just don't tell yeah. me the price. Just <laughs> fucking get on with it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So, so, so I'm going to go through my thoughts on the movie that I've, because, you know, I'm lame and only saw it once in the theater. So I have secondary thoughts now. And then you guys can go through what you think that changed watching it again multiple times. I don't know. So the the first land speeder ch- you know in the beginning of the movie the land speeder chase mm-hmm. it's good but i feel like it could have been a little more epic as like swoops like you're on a but then i, I realize like you can have kira on the back like lay behind luke and have it on swoops as a chase but they do that with the train heist though. the train heist is on yeah the but they're not so on they the sw- you know yeah, what i mean the, like, the, like the emphasis nest gang are so you don't. They, they don't want to repeat themselves. I think that's why they did it. Yeah, maybe. I just I feel like like they you're it. like anchored to the ground. It makes it a little. Mm. See, I kind of. It's just like a that. thought. Just a thought. It could yeah, have yeah, been yeah, possibly yeah. a little more epic and modern movie. <laughs> modern movie <laughs> explosions and slow motion and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me. Anything else? Anything else you got from it? Oh, of course. I got. I got a whole yeah. list here. Oh, you do. You do your stuff. <laughs> what do you think? Just do uh, your thing. So I'm, I'm going to bring up stuff I learned in the book, as well. Uh, okay. So you know, you know when. Um, so people who haven't seen Solo yet, move on, like thirty, whatever minutes on. <laughs> <coughs> Skip ahead, but we're going to bring up stuff in the book and uh special special uh special features so move on anyway i had to say that sorry imperial customs officer at coronet spaceport remember this so they come up and they have the coaxium and and they offer it to her in the book she the lady i forget her name the customs officer regularly takes bribes to let people in like they make it clear in the book mm. so when these 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 kids quote unquote come up and they offer the coaxium she's like fuck yeah here we go open the thing and then kira hesitates remember in the movie yep kira's like no you're gonna wait till we're like almost through and then i'll give it to you she takes offense mm. to that in the book that's why, like, as soon as, like, Rush, like, that, the, like, the, uh, what's her name? Uh, Proxima's, like, goons come in and grab her. Right. Like, she immediately closes the door and calls for authorities. Because mm. she's like, you know, I don't like them. They're being stupid to me. Like, come on, just give me the fucking coaxium. I'll let you through. Mm-hmm. Like, as if mm-hmm. they don't trust me. 
She doesn't understand that fucking in Imperials everywhere are not trusted or should not be trusted ever. Anyway, so that was one thing that was kind of like cool to learn in the book. Um, the, the, you guys have seen the special, the features, the deleted oh, yeah. scenes. So we'll yeah, have yeah, you, yeah. You'll, we'll have you flying in no time. That's what she yes. says to them. So in the deleted scene with him in the TIE fighter and going to the tribunal with the Imperial Commodore and whatever, he ends up saying that. We'll have you flying in no time after he sentences him to Mimban. Yeah, I like that so much better. Yeah, I did. In my opinion. I did, yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't done the audiobook. For the novelization, Mark Thompson does an incredible Woody Harrelson impression. He does. He does. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so happy you agree with me. He <laughs> does such a good Woody Harrelson impression. It's like spot on for Beckett. I love it. Um, ah, yes. This one. Emphis Nest. Emphis Nest in the movie says... This is the plan all along. You know, we'll get them afterwards when they leave to go to Kessel. Remember them like spying on them leaving and they put the the tracking beacon on them or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. She says it's their plan all along. So she knows they're going to Kessel and they're going to need refinement of the ca- coaxium. How do they know this? So I'm thinking, does Chewie, is Chewie or Han in on it behind Beckett already at that point when they leave for Kessel? Like, are they talking to Enfys? No, because doesn't, when they're spying on them in, they're, they, they have the spy, um, which happens to be, uh, uh, what's, War- what's the War- dude's Davis? name? Davis? Yeah, but his his name in the oh the, I don't know universe I, I know it's Ward it's, Davis but yeah yeah but he's listening in on their conversation because they're mm. talking about the the Kessel Run and they're talking about oh they've they've got to get it refined in a certain period of time so he they learned that already mm. and <clears> I think that it's just weird wording on her part because I haven't actually gotten there in the book yet like I'm actually a little bit farther than like or you're farther than I am. Yeah, but the way I took it in the movie, at least, is that she's like, "Oh yeah, well, well, let's. Th- this is this is gonna work. This is like, uh, I don't know." Yeah, but yeah. I think that's the only way they know, the only time they know, and it's just weird wording, I guess. I don't. Know. But yeah, because she like mentions this is the plan. I love, like, you know what I mean? Like it's like, oh wait, what? You know, I don't. know. Anyway, <laughs> no, that's a good. She assumes too yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you guys think Darth Maul senses Kira's lying? When, when from the movie Kira's, or the book? In the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Do you think he's like, come here and I'll fucking chop your head off? Probably. I think there's a a slight threat in there. You see, it's, it, it, um, or 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 <clears throat> this is the other option. He knows what she's doing, and he likes what she did. Because it's kind of like the Sith way where you kill your master. Initiative. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you become powerful enough to kill your master and you get promoted. Mm. 
I don't but think she... he knows. I don't think he knows. Hmm. I would I would say that he senses that something else is going on, and he can definitely sense the fear from her when she talks to him. And I think the fear that he senses from her is enough for him to keep her alive. Yes, I agree. Because that way, if you have the fear, you know, fear will keep the local systems in line. <laughs> fear of this back station. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Wrong, wrong movie. Yeah, but it's there. <laughs> All right. But yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's that was just a thought. You know, like either way, it could work. Mm-hmm. Um, another th- stupid thought I had was maybe Tobias likes Val because his name, her name's like in Valacord. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he says he, sure? he, he says he that he wants to. He tells everybody that he wants oh, yeah. to play that stupid fucker, and it's so like even in the book, it's like overdone. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, we get it. You want to play the Valacord? Get the fuck over it. Jesus. Then I'm right. like, wait, Val's in the Val- name. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares, bro. Nobody you're not, cares. You're not telling me it's mentioned even more in the book than in the movie. Jesus Christ, that's going to be, you know, that, that's ridiculous. It's mentioned and about I, three or four times in the movie. I, and I love how, like, casual it is to just say, like, uh, Val says babe a lot. Like, oh, babe. Like, it's just, right. such, a, yeah. it's just such a, like, funny thing to hear. Like, even when they say, like, hell... Or just just the words that kind of are are in this universe. It sort of almost pulls hot you out dog? of it. Hot dog. I'm pretty sure Tobias says yeah. hot dog at some point. Ooh. That's funny. It's just weird. She's like, "You'll never learn, babe." It's just like, "All right." <laughs> All right, here we go. It's been a blast, babe. It's, it's been, been a blast, babe. <laughs> um, a couple other things from the book, the novelization. They mentioned Carbonberg. Which is like an iceberg, but it's made of carbon. Anyway, but it's in space. I thought that was kind of clever. Whatever. Yeah, but they can hear it, and there's no sound in space. Yeah. But in, yeah. Can well, still hear it. you know, that's Ooh. Star Wars. Diff- yeah, it's different. It's, f- it's science <laughs> fiction fantasy. It's right? a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, a couple of scenes I like. A couple of. Th- Two things about the book I liked, and I, this doesn't really spoil anything. I guess if you've seen the movie, it spoils the book, but whatever. Move on. <laughs> Chewy using up all of Lando's hair product. Did you get to this part? Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> after what they the take fuck? him off Mimban, or no, after they get together with Lando and they're in the. Millennium Falcon and, you know, Han and Kira kiss and all that shit. Um, Lando has a chat with Chewie and Chewie's like, oh, my hair's all knotted up. And Lando's like, you can use my shower. But then he starts thinking about like some of like his shampoos in there that are like really, really rare, made from extinct plants and shit. And he's like, well, let me get in there and uh, remove some of my uh, personal products first but Chewie just like <laughs> walks in and closes the door he's like oh fuck and then Chewie walks out and there's like empty bottles all over the the bottom of the shower <laughs> I thought that was funny they should put that in the movie is, it, is that why Chewie's perfectly groomed then oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. In, in solo yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. detangler 
Yeah, detangler. Detangler. Go. Yeah, so, uh, and then it shows Lando, like, or describes Lando, like, smelling the bottle. He's like, I'm smelling this extinct plant for the last time ever, or whatever, you know, whatever. Um, The other thing, I don't think, have you gotten through the Kessel Revolt, Josh? No, that will not be in the book. Yeah, so they, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but the way they do L3 dying and her getting imported into the Falcon and her interaction with the Falcon and life in general, like her not being shut off forever, but instead being in the Falcon, it's great. You guys should read the book just for that because it does a whole thing about it. Like she (coughs) actually has a conversation with the Falcon. That's oh, okay. Ooh. That's pretty cool. But other than that, yeah, I, so far, it's good. What do you guys think? Like, so you guys have watched Solo again a few times, maybe, possibly. James, no. Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't seen it because I'm waiting to buy it. Oh, you're going. You're going disc. Gotcha. I'm going old school. You. Sorry, guys. But I mean, <laughs> it's still fresh in my mind, and I did see all the deleted scenes somewhere. <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. YouTube, man, that shit's yeah, everywhere. I know right? it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kev, you? Um, yeah, I've um, excuse me, a second. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I've uh, I've watched everything on it. I w- I did the digital copy last week, and then I the steel books arrived today. So, but I've watched everything on it. Um, any watching, new thoughts? I don't. The one thing I will say that I've taken away is, is and I don't know if we've mentioned this, is considering all the problems and considering all the sort of um, stories that were coming out, put a really good job Ron Howard did of it. Um, yes. To, to get, you know, to get a movie like that, I think it's, um, it's quite fresh at times, I think. It, it explores the character's law quite well. There's, I think there's a good mix of sort of old Star Wars things and yet quite new Star Wars things in it. Mm. Um, um, and it definitely needs a sequel. But the thing is now, are we going to have one? Because of the timing. Mm. So, <sighs> and I think it definitely needs one. Um, I was so sceptical about this movie before as we've spoken many, many times, because it's dealing with my favourite Star Wars character. Everyone's but I think, favorite Star Wars I think, character. I think Alden does a terrific job. One thing I took, we spoke about before that I really like. Um, so, yeah, the deleted scenes, I went through them. I really liked, I liked the round table one. I thought the yeah. cast had a really good, I thought the cast had a really good banter, a real good... It's a little bit cheesy at times and a bit, oh, weren't you great? You were great. No, you were great. You were better. <laughs> you know, all that sort of bullshit. So, um, so um, Blue Harvest podcast brought this up, and I didn't catch it when I heard it. And I definitely heard it, but I didn't think anything of it. But Hawes Burkhart on, on uh, Blue Harvest podcast brought it up when Woody Harrelson was, like, talking about when he heard he was being cast in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He immediately called his friend... Matthew, who the fuck could that be, guys? Ooh. McConaughey. Yeah. 
Yeah, could you mm-hmm. imagine that conversation? Yeah. All, all right, right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so I'm bad for you. I'm proud of you, buddy. Oh, out of you. Out of you. You want to buy a Lincoln? Is it Matt Damon who can do? Is it Matt Damon who can do an impression of him? He does it fucking absolutely bang on. It's yeah, it's hilarious. hard to do an impression of him. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of easy, right? No. Uh, no, not really. Oh, no. All right, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a good impression versus a bad impression. There's a lot that can happen in between there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, I'll, uh, you know, there's some real good, some good deleted scenes. So yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I just think the movie's, I, I yeah, I just think it's great. I really like it. So let's let's it's... talk about um, the special features with with the uh, digital release. So, Josh, anything stand out to you? Like there was the that round table, and there's deleted scenes. We can go through the deleted scenes if you want. You want to do that? There weren't that many. Um, yeah, and I, I like I said, I, I hate to be that guy, but I'm probably gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to head out here in just oh, a few minutes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, dinner with the wife. But one, one thing I will say is that after, after watching it several times, um, Solo is, is to me is, is much like I enjoy it more than Rogue One, and I think, and I don't, and I don't necessarily know why or I didn't know why until I watched it again. And I think the reason why is because it feels like an adventure. It's fun. It's funny. Ooh. It's light. It has this, it, it, I don't know. And it's just, there's this music and I, I don't know. I, I mean, look, Rogue One is, is a, is a masterpiece in of its own right. Um, well, maybe a masterpiece, masterpiece is a stretch, but it's, it's good. <laughs> Master, masterpiece. Um, <laughs> but Solo is just, it's it just feels right, you know, and, and I don't, it does. you know, if it, it, mm, okay, yeah. another thing I will say, just because Kevin, you mentioned, you know, how good Ron Howard did with it. It's interesting, though, because there are a lot of parts and pieces to the solo movie we know now that were direct. Uh, that yeah. The, the, yeah. The dudes were directly responsible for uh, uh, one and, of which. Yeah. Yeah. Chris and, and Lord. And one of which is the casting decision for Infus Nest, the gal's name, I forget her, the, the actress's name, just mm-hmm. gorgeous. She's just, I mean, she's so stunning and yeah. like, she, she's interesting looking. Like she's very intriguing to me. And so like they saw her in the casting lineup and was like, up, oh, that's Infus Nest. And there's mm-hmm. just, you know, in the beast, like the, the whole meeting between Han and Chewie, that was their idea. And so there, there are some really cool ideas. You know, I would still be interested to see the cut of the movie they did, but to be honest with you, the cut we got is fantastic, and yeah, I wouldn't agreed, agreed, I would yeah. go back and and you know and, and say, oh, I want to you know give me the give me the fill and Lord Cutter, whatever. <laughs> like I demand it, you know. But it's it's uh, hey, look, it's a great film. It's a great mm-hmm. film. I, I would love to know which bits they did. Well, did did you read which... did you read the John Kasdan tweet where yeah, he that's... revealed like a bunch of facts about? Yeah, that's where it came from, and that was yeah. Uh, yeah. And and he surprisingly has a lot of tidbits where he says Phil Lord and Chris Miller influenced or they used yeah their stuff. So they had a big they had a big uh, influence on it, despite them getting, being kicked off. Yeah, 
Mm. Yeah, I did wonder. I do wonder though, watching the film, what they shot, what, how much, sort of the balance of what they shot and what Ron Howard did. I know we know he did a lot, but um, yeah, he blends it together well and exactly. I just think it's it really to me from a Star Wars point of view, deserved a hell of a lot better at the box office for the type of movie it is. Oh, we're, we're going to um, see it. I mean, like, I, you know how many people I've talked to that are like, I never, I didn't get the chance to get to the theater mm. <laughs> and I'm watching it or like, I'm talking to some, mm. someone that did see it in the theater. Like I'm watching it with like five of my buddies that haven't seen mm. it. Yep. Uh, just a quick one, Ed, just a quick one. I think Josh has got to go. Josh, yeah. have you got to get, yeah, sorry. I, I just, yeah, I, I just wanted to, to, uh, to make sure that I could head out. <laughs> you can. You have my wife. My wife's texting me. She's, she's doing a little cheeky text. She's like, "Do you want me to just, uh, want me to just eat now, or <laughs> should we uh, test our relationship right now? Do you want me to just fucking leave you forever?" Right now? <laughs> <laughs> She's doing like Luke at the end of the Return of the Jedi now. She's she's got Josh's toys on a bonfire, ready to torch the fuck. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, and then Yoda's gonna come in and just like laugh really weird, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no attachments, Josh. No attachments. <laughs> we are what they grow beyond. Don't yes. That. <laughs> Not in my case. All right, Josh. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, dude. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it, man. We'll catch yeah, you next time. Yeah, you guys have a Josh, great Josh, the show. Josh, to speak to you, buddy. See you soon. Yeah, Kevin. It was great. Hey, wait. Yeah, cool. Are you going to Celebration? Oh, hell yeah. All hey, right. Hey, we're going to see you. Same house. Oh, really? House. You're right below yeah, you're us. That's right. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, you're upstairs. We're below uh, you. Oh, that's awesome. Sick. Oh, awesome. we're going to get so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome. Take care, Josh. Take care, Josh. All right, bud. All right, see ya. All right, so let's talk more special features in Solo. So we got some deleted scenes that I want to go through. Do you want to talk about that roundtable first, you guys? Yeah, I think we mentioned that earlier. I like that. Did you? Did you watch the roundtable? I loved it. Yeah, I did like it. I thought the cast had a real good... Um, rapport, real sort of, it was really, really pretty cool, and it was a like I said before, it was a little bit cheesy at times and stuff, but uh, yeah, I really liked it. It was interesting to hear. Like I like Paul Bettany's one. Yeah, he absolutely begged Ron Howard to be in it. He was yeah. kind of like, it was like, uh, I, I, it was like, I just kept hassling you, and this is what happens when you just keep getting on at somebody and and letting them. Um, <clears throat> Did you hear them... that, like? Um, Kit from Game of Thrones, like he was trying yeah. to do the same thing. <laughs> that was interesting because he asked Amelia Clark, didn't he? Like, yeah, Amelia Star was Wars on that. the set of Game of Thrones, and she's like, Oh, yeah, Kit Harrington's desperate to be in it because they had that story recently with um, not from Solo, but it was like, Who was it? Was it Ethan Hawke and um somebody else who was saying that they were desperate to be in Star Wars. There's like two actors recently that have come out and said we're desperate to be in Star Wars. Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke was one. Batista wanted to, right? Yeah. He, about? The, yeah. From, he, there's, um, there's another one. I'm sure there was somebody else and I can't remember off the oh, top of the head now. I mean, everybody um, wants to, right? Yeah. But they were basically Everybody saying, wants us to talk about them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> then, but, it, but it was interesting with the Paul Bettany one that he was kind of just, he's obviously got a, him and Ron Howard have worked together before and he was just like, put me in it, put me in it. Because um, he was talking about, you know, his memories of growing up with Star Wars and everything as, as a lot of the cast were. And uh, I kind of, I mean, I love Donald Glover anyway. He was pretty cool. And he was just like, yeah, he says, I, uh, I just went home, got a pizza and watched The Empire Strikes Back again yeah. when I got the role. And he was like, he was just like. Uh, well, like he, he was saying like it was, a, I, I feel like it was a much bigger deal, which it was to us. But yeah. like every everything he did, went to go get a pizza. People, the person who gave him his pizza is like, can I get a second? Hey, Lando, what do you yeah. want? You know, like, and then he's like, and then they I went to the already, airport the next day. And that guy's like, I'll let you get in front of the line if you sign this, Lando. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah, there was it was it was great. Wasn't it? They, they, he says like that he wasn't really prepared for that, was he? Everybody, the fandom already knew that he who he was and who he was playing and everything else. It was like that's, uh, I, that's I, so hilarious. I don't think actors realize how big of a deal it is mm. until they sign on. You know what I mean, dude? Like, seriously, man. Like once once it happens, like you're you're done. Well, there was the there was the um, the conversation with J.J. Abrams and um, and Ray. Oh my God, what's your actress's name? Yeah, yeah. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> um, it's fine. It's fine. Right, and so uh, he he spoke to her and said, "Hey, are you ready for this?" And she's like, "What do you mean I'm ready for this?" Like once this is announced and you're in this, like. This is a door that's going to be opened and will never close, like the Pandora's box kind of thing. And she's like, "Yeah, sure," but even at that time, she's like, "Yeah, I had no idea it was going to be this ridiculous." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She yeah. had a she had a great Instagram account, like showing her fitness improvements and stuff like that. And then she had to cancel it because it was mm. too much. Fucking idiots! All, all, all the haters, man! All the mm. fucking haters out there. Yeah, I used to watch that. It was great watching some of her routines and yeah. things. How hard she it was, was inspiring. It was, yeah, it was. It was absolutely hundred percent right. And just a few bunch of idiots, sexist idiots, just going on there, similar to the um, Kelly Marie Tran stuff, which yeah. just ruined everything. So. Yeah, that's very sad. But, there, but I, it, uh, yeah, go on, James. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm an no, asshole. You go, you, you go, man. You go. Well, it's. I think at this point, you know, in people's in in the in the I won't say career, but in the sort of industry, you should just be expecting this. And if you're surprised by it, then that's your fault. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I I get I get it. Like that. I mean, I don't get it because I have no idea what this is like. But I feel like there has to be some level of expectation of, you know, you just have to learn to just not listen to people. You just have to learn to ignore them. Like, but like I mean, if you if you've never seen someone or hear someone say something to you the way you're seeing, you know what I mean? Like that offensive. Like we don't know. I, she must be yeah. getting. She must have gotten DMs and stuff like like direct messages and shit that like oh, death would, threats. There must have been horrible. Else. Yeah, yeah, they must have been horrible. And mm-hmm. we're sitting here like oh, whatever. Like we don't know. No. So it must have been really, really bad because, like you say, if you're getting them in your inbox, I mean, it takes one. It just takes one. Yeah. yeah. But I read, I read somewhere as well that, I mean, I, you, you'll probably know that that like a lot of him can 
set things up so that they keep messaging them rather than just it's just a one-off or something that they, they can just keep getting these messages and set it up so that it just continues so you think it's you, you can understand from a human point of view why they would take themselves off there wouldn't you from because you'd just go this isn't worth it you know you, yeah mm-hmm. you've got there's probably i mean in the star wars fandom there's probably i don't know just a very minute percentage but they were the ones that will constantly harass them and constantly where to a point where they just go what i what i wonder is because a lot of it you hear is kind of like for daisy ridley you know for kelly marie tran for kathleen kennedy i'd love to know kind of as olden anybody like olden got anything like this or donald glover from you know have they been because it doesn't seem to be I bet they have. Reported. They just I bet shrug they it have. off. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think you've, you've got to be pretty. I wonder now, like, because of what's happened since kind of The Force Awakens and certainly from The Last Jedi, whether, you know, we've seen actors now, you know, say they want to be in it. But I wonder if it would put some people off now. I, I do I feel like Alden and Glover came, like, they were already famous ish. Yeah. You know, and like Kelly Marie Tran came from like she's doing Nothing. comedy shorts. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's a that's a great point, yeah. So yeah. she has not to no say clue. that she's coming from nothing, but yeah. I think she was working at a coffee shop. I I'm guess mm. I feel like I remember hearing that. But anyway, something similar. Like mm. a secretary or something. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, boom. Big time. Mm. It was kinda like Daisy Ridley as well, wasn't it? She was kinda just from nowhere. Nobody had heard of her. She'd had a couple of small roles in everything and then all of a sudden. But it seems to be more the, the female side or the Asian side that are getting, you know. Yeah. I know we know that John Boyega has because obviously the colour of his skin. We know that Kelly Marie Chan, because she's Asian and female, we know Daisy Ridley has because she's female. What's great but is like just, everybody coming to defend her, like Mark Hamill and Absolutely right. And so they should. So they should. Mm-hmm. But, Agreed. But I, I mean I think you're right, with somebody like Donald Glover who's got you know, his writing, his acting, his music, I think he's kind of less in the firing line from Star Wars than a lot of other people, mm. a lot of people are. Um, so, yeah, I just, but I just, yeah, I mean, I just thought that round table was great. I thought it was, you know, really interesting listening to people, you know, I think talk Donald, about it. Donald Gleason even came to her defense, I believe, mm. if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, do you want to go through the deleted scenes? Deleted scenes. Yes. Let's do it. Okay, Let's so we'll, we'll go through both of you guys. I, do you want me to just bring up each one and then we'll yeah, talk yeah, about them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talk briefly um, about I may one. miss one because I don't fully remember. What? Well, there. Okay, so Voodoo. <laughs> you haven't committed all these motherfuckers to memory. No, well, Voodoo has them all in one <laughs> week. This is a downside. So Voodoo has them all in one, you know, long thing. Like, they're not separated. Hang on a sec, Ed. Go and do it, because I've got my Blu-ray here. (laughs) And it has the list of the deleted scenes. So I should have got the Blu-ray instead. Anyway, I'm going to get the 4K. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't? It just just said deleted scenes on the Yeah, it's a great little clip on YouTube that has them all in like a 13 minute clip with a little Mm. nice little title screen in between each one. This is this scene. 
Yeah. This is the yeah. scene. That's what I, I like saw. Gross. Well, what'd you guys <laughs> think of, uh, and if I skip one at the end, you can bring it up. If you, what'd you guys think of the Lady Proxima different scene with her encountering Solo? So, like, you, you see you see the pro- the puppeteers doing the little, like, baby Proximas <laughs> swimming. Yeah, that pool. was weird. I Honestly, I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, no, in the, in the visual dictionary, it does say she has, like, babies swimming around underneath. Just yeah. Like, is that in the? Yeah, this it's kind of in there, isn't it? That's kind of in the. So it makes sense that there's the babies, but like it's kind of funny that they show the puppeteers in the deleted scenes. It's not that funny because it's a deleted scene, but like when you have other deleted scenes that have like music and you know that's produced pretty well, mm. it's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean they, they often have that with deleted scenes, though, don't they? Where they're not finished. I think the yeah. one with the. Um, well, all the like, space ones. Yeah, when he's yeah, they're not quite finished. The graphics aren't finished or anything. <laughs> but you kind of get the yeah. We'll the get overall, to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the overall feel of it. Uh, so the Proxima one was like, give it like I could take it or not. I mean, it was longer. Yeah. So I guess what I got was better because it's shorter. Hmm. But yeah, I prefer the finished one. Yeah. In the movie, so yeah. Um, yeah, I love yeah. the finished one too. It just makes me feel like this. <laughs> you know. Yes, it does. Just, just, oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So nice. the next one kind of involves what John Kazan tweeted uh recently. And it's about that chase, the running chase, where they're running from <laughs> Moloch and the Karelian Karelian hounds and they jump into that mm-hmm. bucket of eels. Uh, personally, when they're in there and they're talking to each other, it, it kind of felt weird. Like it, it was mm. like they, this they is my least, like this they, is my least favorite one. Yeah, well, it, the idea of it was good, but I feel like the acting execution made it like too awkward or something. Like it was like like they're talking to each other and then like Han's trying to kiss and like maybe that's what they're going for but it didn't work to me. So like I'm fine with it coming out. And John Kazan was saying that was more of like what Lawrence Kazan wanted instead of the land speeder chase. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you see this this was yeah. my least favorite scene this one. Same. You can see why this got. You can see why this got cut out. This was mm. one of those deleted scenes that, you know, I'm always, always want to see deleted scenes and what's going on. But this one, you are, you do watch some things and think, yeah, I can see why that got cut out. Um, uh, yeah. It Did it feel awkward, awkward to you? It was really awkward. Yeah, it just <laughs> didn't seem to fit. I didn't well, like, well, like it, like it hits you awkward, and you're like, well, is it supposed to be awkward? Be- but like the previous, like in previously in the movie, they're like making mm-hmm. out, like yeah. nothing's awkward right. between them. So it shouldn't right. be awkward. Yeah, which but I kind of like. Which is, yeah, yeah. kind of like that's why bit. they took it out because it it just did not seem to. Yeah, so it's either fit. it's either a writing thing or an uh, an acting thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. I I just felt like a writing how uh, that was written 
with everything and he's trying to move in and do the kiss and she's like not now this isn't the time and whatever and i just yeah i was like no like, I don't. let's move on let's go <laughs> move on there's a move along. sausage move in along. my pants oh no just kidding just a there's fucking a eel that was kind of yeah that was kind of oh that gave me fucking ugh. um so <laughs> the next one i remember was uh, Han and his Imperial heavy heavy tie. Remember mm. this? So I mm. talked about it in the previous episode where he's part of Onyx Squadron and he goes out and tries to save Onyx 2 and he does. He saves them in a heroic thing, but then he's like cr- ends up crashing in the book. I think it's a Star Destroyer, but in this it's that like in the the space direct tv satellite yeah the one with the like satellite dishes on the whatever i can't remember the name of it fuck it well it was what it was is the one of the original uh ralph mcquarrie concepts for the original star destroyer which was cool that they did that uh and at least it was in a deleted scene so you could see it that they were at least you know toying with the idea of using it there's definitely Um, micro machines of it i've seen it yeah yeah. i've seen it Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. But there's yes. more of this. There's more of this in the book, though, isn't there? Yeah, the, yeah. So yeah. like, they, it describes the whole thing, and like he crashes into the Star Destroyer in the book, and barely, but destroys a bunch of shit in the process, like in mm-hmm. the docking bay. That's And fine. then he gets into this tribunal, and encounters this Commodore who doesn't remember the rank, and he calls him Moff, Sir Moff, or whatever. And it's the same in the deleted Moff. scene. Yeah, and it's funny because in the book, I feel like the Commodore takes way more offense to it. It's Commodore, you know, like Mark Thompson really emphasizes it. And mm-hmm. then in the movie, it's like it's Commodore, and then moves on. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it, it was it was less with um, disdain and insultingness because you have to think like, and all the Star Wars books and everywhere else like. You know, Imperials are super corrupt and they're very uh, vain. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. backstabby and all this other shit, like Governor Price and stuff like that. Like, how do I get to the next level of my career by stepping over some other asshole in front of me? Where you really kind of didn't get that with this guy who's just like, dude, just get out of my face. Yeah, you're, he's you're done. Been, you're done. Well, you're in, done. The, in the book, he's been trying to get him out for a while, but his his flight record has prevented him from doing so because he's so good. Right. But this finally gets him the chance. And then he says that, that line, like you'll be flying in no time, which is the same line in the movie that the recruiter says. So it's like, what would you rather have? I don't know. I'd rather have this. I'd rather have the, like him. I want to see him going through his experience with the empire and getting, kicked yep. down to the infantry mm. i would love that to have been in the movie maybe spruced up better and executed better but yeah i i i, I got that from this deleted scene straight away i was kind of thinking i'd have loved to see more of this i know obviously from the book that they said that this was going to be in the in the book and everything but watching that deleted scene and watching certainly al alden plays it and his and i kind of think I definitely would have liked to have seen more of that. I suppose I, I kind of get why they cut it out because obviously anybody on the probably Ron Howard wanted to trim trim the movie down and 
yeah, this was great. And I kind of, yeah, I just sat there thinking I'd love to see more of this. I'd love to see more of this had in the Imperial Academy and the Imperial Navy and everything and, you know, the backstory of that. Um, yeah, our, so uh, yeah this was, our friend of the podcast, Andy, has said that. He's like, I wanted more Han in the Imperial Academy, like developing yeah. his flight skills. That's what mm. I wanted. And then him fucking up because mm-hmm. he's I, too heroic. I, f- yeah. I feel, and I'll, and I'll mention this as we keep going forward, but um, I feel like in these deleted scenes, we really got a good feel for like, oh man, this is fucking Han Solo. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you definitely, I, I got good feels out of everything that he was doing and was really impressed and really liked it and stuff. So, uh, yeah. speaking of that, there's a snowball fight. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> See? Shit That's like that. that. I love that. That's such a Han and Chewie development mm. like move. Like, it's so good. It felt more like an outtake than a deleted scene. It kind of did, did, but it yeah. also kind of works in their character development. Because if you mm. s- take a step back and you think about it, it's so them. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. so, so for the listeners that haven't seen it or going to see it and don't care if we talk about it, it's them on, on that uh, what planet is that? Savarine? It's no, wherever it's the Conveyx is. That planet. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Snow. Obviously. Snow world. And they're walking you behind the Beckett, troopers. and Chewie picks up a snowball and nails on Solo or all the nine wreck, and just like, and they just throw snowballs back at each other, and Beckett's like, hey. Get your yeah. ass get, like follow me. Yeah. Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, Woody Harrelson's is like, Ooh. what the fuck are you guys doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just watching it felt really weird. I'm kind of thinking, is this an outtake or a deleted scene? What? Yeah. But it really yeah, you can't it tell. Really. Like, yeah. 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 And they even tackle each other. They're like rolling around. I mean, <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're obviously Beckett's just that. looking at them, just kind of going, you know. So speaking of which, Phil Lord and Chris Miller apparently film both of them in that under the in that dungeon scene for two to three weeks mm. and a lot of yeah. the cast were like like came to visit and shit and it was like too cold and muddy and they're like oh, fuck this sucks sucks to be uh-huh. you and left mm. that sucks yeah well what yeah. are the um well that, that and then that goes back to like them taking too long to do scenes two to three weeks to do the han meets Chewy scene, that's mm. a while, right? Well, there's, yeah, there's a bit of that though on the um, the special features on one of the documentaries, and I think um, Junus kind of says because it shows you his like fitness routine, doesn't it? You just see there's a bit where it shows you like him getting ready for certain things, and he said he hated that doing it, didn't he? That that the whole mud thing because it it was like I think there's another bit where. They talk about the costume, you know, how heavy it was for him because it was caked in mud. And then he still had to fight with it on. So it just physically drained him every day and mm. how horrible it was that it just took way too long. And he, I think he says on the round table, you're right. I think he says that, like, I think Amelia Clark, was it Amelia Clark? He said she went to visit yeah. him one day and it was just like, you're on your own. We're off. You're, you know, you just and it's way too cold. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The pair of them just kind of had to just, yeah. It, it just took way too long. 
I will um, I will say there's probably one positive to this, and it did make a connection between Juni- Jonas and Alden. Alden. Because it gave them like a couple weeks to three weeks to like really connect acting wise to make the rest of the movie better. Mm. That's what they that's what they said. But anyway, I think you get that. I do think you get that from it as well. Because it, it I, I agree. It takes, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It makes sense. Mm. Yeah. But it, it plays a little differently, doesn't it? The extended one to the finish one yeah i'd still like i still like the finish one better because yeah, the extended one's kind of like a bunch of pauses and like mm. and you're mm-hmm. like what's going on here you're kind of a little confused but there's a lot to work with so i think you're right. just getting a glimpse of what they would normally do and they just cut it down you know what i mean mm. so yeah uh i understand why they took all of those scenes i don't know yeah yeah, you know, like it didn't. Chewie's giving it's up and sitting there and just like whatever, and then it's like fuck it, we're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then so Tan's like, "Come on, come at me, come at me, bro, come at me, bro." Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, "Come at me, bro." You move milking, Wookie. Yeah. What did what you what did you, <laughs> you guys think of that extended Mimban battle scene, with like where you Why see more of the rebels fighting and. What's Why that? didn't they have that in the movie? Uh, yeah, well, mm. my thought was you watch the movie and you're like, what's the actual like goal here in this battle? Like, I know you're supposed to care about Han solely. <laughs> and uh, but you kind of want to know like what the battle's about. Like the, right. the lieutenant mentions, yeah, because we're going to, you know, assimilate them into the Empire. and. Mm. Make them bow down we're, to us. We're the hostiles. It's their planet. We're the hostiles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like that. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, yeah. this extended battle kind of gives you a more like in the deleted scene gets you more of a feel of what's going on and like you see more of the rebels dying and whatever. But there's also a character. You actually get to see the rebels. Yes. Yes. Mm. Dead and alive. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's a member of Beckett's crew. He's in the book. His name's Corso. Yep. He is the muscle slash heavy weapons guy for Beckett's crew, and he dies mm-hmm. at Mimban. Yep. So, uh, John Kazan mentions this in one of his little things on Twitter, like I mentioned earlier. They they didn't include it because it's it's tough to add because he did a great job. That's what they say. They did a great job, but you did. When I watched sure it, everybody I liked did. It. he did a great job, like, you know, being epic and then dying and stuff. And it's like, oh, shit. We can't really include a guy that did it such a good job and then died. So we'll just cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, then I'm thinking on the other hand, I'm like, well, that's Val. I wanted way more Val. Mm. Yeah. And she died way too soon. That's, Absolutely. That's yeah. like my yeah. main criticism to this movie is Val. That's the only yeah. criticism that's like Because she is a great actress and she's a well-known actress and she deserved way more than that. Like, I love her in uh, Westworld. Mm. It's, yeah. And she won... She, uh, just, she uh, just won an award for that. Yeah, she did. Yep. Mm. So, is there more of her in the book, though? Mm, 
Not really. I mean, there's more like Beckett being sad that she died. Mm. Yeah, but that means it's less sad of us enjoying her living. Yeah. Yeah. Because I kind of liked in the round table bit when Tandy Newton and uh, Woody Harrelson talk about the backstory they came yes. up with. Yeah, you know where they said. Can they have a movie? That would be that, awesome. Yeah, that could be. But they kind of they they made their own backstory, didn't they? That that was it. Something like um, they met in a bar or something, and um, he was in trouble, so he needed her help or something. And somehow they escaped from the bar where all the trouble is, and then sort of worked together and something like that. But it was quite. I kind of like the fact that them two would come up with their backstory of their relationship wasn't it of yeah they well dumped. they kind of have to right yeah i thought that was pretty cool I was just fucking like, yeah. no one else is writing it for him <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like luke's like so what do i do acting out in episode eight i have to make up everything <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll just say i'm gonna get something like power converters from this yeah. like toshi station thing <laughs> great kid roll with it I think the big, I think the big example is Snoke. Like, what do you do not knowing your background, right? Mm. Yeah. Andy Serkis is like, yeah. do whatever the fuck. Hey, want. did you have you seen that speculation? What? Yeah, I heard he's he's in nine. Uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, okay, this is what it is. He might not be in nine. He might, it might be a flashback, whatever. But I heard his, he was going to be at a convention and he had to cancel. Right? Is Mm -hmm. that what it is? So people are speculating that he is filming for nine. Well, people have put two and two together and got five. Uh, So it's kind of like they've Mm. just jumped on the, jumped on this guy and he's canceled the appearance at this convention. So he must be. He's in London, apparently, where obviously they're filming, and they've just sort of gone, yep, oh, he's filming for nine. Yep, they've yeah. gone uh, Ray as a Kenobi. That's what they've gone. <laughs> they've gone full Ray Kenobi mode. Yep. They full absolutely Ray. have. And that Richard E. Grant is thrown. Richard E. Grant is thrown. It's all happening. It's happening. Unless Snoke. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Help me. Kill me now. So, yeah. James, uh, you still me. there? Yeah, right. Oh, I'm here. I'm, I'm barely alive. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's hope not. Let's hope JJ does not do that. Oh, we'll God. see. We'll see. I mean, I can, I can see potentially doing like a, um, like, like a bit, like you can hear his voice in his head kind of thing, you Ooh. know, like haunting him or force ghosting him or something, but actually like being there. No. No, now, it's, it's, it's going to be now. Unless, unless it's flashback. It, obviously, he's dead, so it's either got to be a vision or a flashback. If he is going to be in it, if he's definitely. I find that answer vague and unconvincing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just speculating. As no, no, I'm with, I'm with you, Kev. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's it's gotta, like it's a flashback, flashback would make a lot of sense, but yeah. Man, uh, if they figure out some way to bring him back, would that be too <laughs> cheesy? Would that be too cheesy? Yes. Yeah. It oh credited. It, it went a clone beyond, of him. 
Yeah, it went beyond all credibility bringing Darth Maul back, but I kind of went with it because I watched it. And you can't do that with Snow. He's got to be dead. They've they've made the bed. Just lie in it. Just don't. Just lie in it and die. Just just don't start fucking bringing him back or anything like that. It has to be a flashback or, like Jimmy said, a voice, a vision of something. It cannot be alive. That would just. It would that kind would of kill it. It, yeah. it really would kind of kill it because now it's just like, fuck, they really can do anything, anything and well, without without penalty. Ryan, you know? Ryan Johnson left it completely fucking open. Like, 100, you could, you could even take it 100% open. I'm pretty sure. Because if you go like five years out, wow. anything. Not Snoke's, not Snoke's death. That's final. He's killed Snoke. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like you, like you, mm. you, you cut off everything that's happened, and you just start over with what? the characters that are still remaining. You know what I mean? Like it's just like open, like you can do whatever the fuck. I know what you're saying. Yes, yes, mm. I agree. He he has full like artistic palette that is just his to do what with like whatever he wants. There could be another to. guy above Snoke. You know what I mean? Like they can do whatever they want. It's yeah, they so yeah. open. Yeah, Grand Apple Thrawn. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Richard E. Grant, everybody. Richard E. Grant. Do it. <laughs> uh, let's get back to these deleted scenes then. Come on. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, me. let's go so, sidetracking. Um, sidetracking. So we talked about Corso in the book. Yeah, he dies. Mm. It, it's like a really emotional scene, but he dies. And you meet him for like two seconds, so they took it out. Makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. The snowball fight we talked about. The so did you see the scene with the double cross? So it shows Han like sh- like putting the empty vials in that container. Yeah. Then, well, no, not putting the empty vials in the container. He put the real vials in the container and said, "Hey." Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have any? Do more? you have any more of these empty vials? Yeah, and that makes sense to take out because you don't want to give it away. It's a double no. cross. Yeah. Well, right, right. I, um, I, that makes sense why they took that one out. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, that did make sense. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. good plot-wise. Like, it just, yeah, it, it gives away too much. I mean, already half the time, everything's kind of given away too much these days. You know, mm. there's no real good thought to any surprise in plot development anymore. You got to let them explain just... it afterwards, right? Yeah, how else? <laughs> How else are you going to go on the explained? People are predictable. (laughs) People are predictable. Yep. That's all I had for deleted scenes. You guys have anything more? I I, I must have missed one. I feel like. I think that's it, isn't it? I think. No, I I mean, I'll just reiterate my point that um, I think that at least half of these scenes should have, could have, should have stayed in uh, because it really like. You get that sense of Harrison Ford. You get that mm. sense of like the character Han Solo, like the snowball fight, even the botched kiss with uh, the botched kiss with um, with Kira. Uh, uh, Kira, Kira. Yeah. Like you don't. It, it, yeah, okay, I get it, but it's it's just I don't know. I I, I felt like this was the real Han Solo. You could have added a lot more to it, and not that you didn't really need to. Because Alden did such a killer job at playing his role, but it would have been kind of cool to have a 
at least a battle of Mimbon still in there. Right. Still right. would have been confusing as fuck, but who doesn't like <laughs> seeing like TIE fighters and ATSTs and shit going on and firing everywhere, you know? I, I feel like if you did the Corso thing, you'd have to give it a little bit more development. So it's going to be minutes, like a lot of minutes, like 10 plus minutes to develop Beckett and his crew. And yeah. then it's good. Like fucking do it all. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah. I understand why they took What's it out, but I would like more background about the battle. Mm. Yeah, I agree on that. Yeah. Mm. At least some kind of like maybe if you included the uh, here, catch, check this out. You include the uh, academy scene where he where he's talking to the commodore. And he's like, "What's going on in Minbon?" And he's like, "Well, Minbon is X Y Z rebel base that we're trying to pacify for the good of the empire." And he's like, "Why the hell are we doing that?" And mm. whatever, whatever. Then you insert the whole flying quote of like. Well, when do I get back to going flying? Oh, you'll be flying pretty soon. Yeah. You don't question you know, the yes. emperor's decision. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Something yeah, like that. There's that scene as well with the um, in the academy and everything else. It's obviously we, we quite often in the movie, I think two or three times, they keep saying to him, he says something about, I couldn't, I, had, I got kicked out for having a mind of my own. And then Beckett says, oh, you can't follow orders and you can't do that. So I don't like that scene to have been in there to show why he didn't do that. What I would have tied it. Yeah, I 100% I, agree, Kev. Yeah, and I think there's, there's quite a, a few times they say it. And it's like a lot of things sometimes in Star Wars. One of my, you know, one of my things, one of my massive criticisms of the prequels is obviously George kept writing down, you know, Anakin saying to Obi-Wan or Obi-Wan saying to Anakin, oh, you've been a good friend and you've been a good apprentice and you've been a good... But you don't see it. You don't actually see that happen. So just saying things sometimes, you think, I want to see that, though. Um, and I think with this movie, and, those, and then when I watched those deleted scenes and kind of thinking, that would have been nice to see to tie that in a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but overall, it's like a lot of the deleted scenes that you watch when you watch Star is you sit there going, yeah, I'm glad they took that out. Oh God, they shouldn't have took that out. And you know, you just, it's like a 50, 50. You know, yeah. Yeah. It always is. It always is. I mean, it's like the revenge of the Sith deleted scenes. It's like when Yoda goes to Dagobah at the end and the deleted scenes and you go, why the hell did they take that scene out? That's brilliant. It's just perfect. You know, and the stuff like the forming of the rebellion with the Padme and stuff that I think, why did they take that out? But then there's some other stuff with like, um, the rescue of Palpatine when you just go that's terrible I'm glad they took that out you know when Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and they're doing all them stupid signals to each other and you go yeah that needed taken out and it's the same with these I just looked at these going they should have left that in they should have left that in yeah I'm glad they took that out I'm mm-hmm. glad they took that out um, so yeah so yeah pretty good I'm with you pretty I'm good. with you mm-hmm. but, um, and I think you'll I think you'll see that you know and I mentioned this last week as well, or two weeks ago rather, um, wherever the fuck we recorded episode 46, uh, that the streaming is going to be making their money. There's going to be a big demand on streaming. I hope they publish the stats for it because people buying it now and people streaming it now, this, this is where the money's at. Mm-hmm. That's that's how that's where they're gonna see it because you know you'll have people being like ah oh, well I can only see like one blockbuster movie because like I got my kids and stuff and we had to see Infinity Wars whatever whatever yeah see that's my 
I agree. It's one of them as a Star Wars movie. It didn't deserve the box office it got. It deserves better. It's it's yeah. it, you know it deserves more people to see it. I don't know what it was. I don't know if, like you say, it is you know mm-hmm. too much Star Wars too soon. Whether it is part backlash, whether it was just because other big films came out at the same time, um, whatever the reason it was, but hopefully it will find its audience and market for streaming and and dvd and blu-ray because it deserves it it really does deserve it i think so i think you'll see a sequel to this within the next three years Mm. it needs one i mean it does you just can't drop darth maul and not finish it yeah and and this comes back to my original point which i've brought up in previous episodes you have if you're gonna like pull in a large Star Wars audience, you have to have the force involved. This is like yeah. my opinion. This is my opinion. Mm. I realize yeah. personally, I'll take any Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like I'll watch Solo do his smuggling all day long. I don't care. But if you're gonna bring in a large Star Wars audience, like the general audience, you gotta have a force element. You gotta have a mystical fantasy Gotta add like, a lightsaber. Yeah. Mm. Element to it. doesn't need to be... An, it can be like telekinesis and shit. Like like, like weird magical force shit. That's what pulls people in. I think if they do that in a, in a uh, TV series, it'll work. If they mm. ignore mm. the force in a TV series, it's going to be a rough road. In my it's opinion. just yeah, another... People, yeah, it's just people, another sci-fi action flick. Yeah. But people must have people must have gone into Rogue One knowing that that there was not really going to be any many Force elements because it was it was all about the Death Star plans. Yeah, and that performed really well. And it's such a shame that well, it was the first this one. hasn't. It was yeah, the first one, and I think like you know the Vader thing killed it, like in a good Probably, way. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 big time, yeah. big, big time. time, yeah. Mm. Which is a Force thing, so. Just yeah, show, which just is a force you, thing. Just telling you, mm. like you need well, it folks, in there. There, there isn't any force thing here tonight, but we got more force things to talk about next time when we do episode forty-eight. Mm-hmm. We're so gonna do you Vader so twenty-one next time, and we're gonna do. Uh, I didn't think I had anything. Else. Oh, did you want to talk about Gary? Oh yeah, sure. Then just just mm. finish on that one. Yeah, just finish on that. Gary Kurtz. Sadly, yeah. passed away today. Yeah, that's sad. Seventy-eight. Um, so he was one of the producers. New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Um, Kev, uh, was think? it Dark Crystal? He did Dark um, Crystal. Return to Oz. Return to yeah. Um, yeah, he's yeah. It was really sad, and uh, I know we joke about it, but I I met him about ten years ago. I think it was. Um, really nice. Got his, yeah, really nice guy. You know, convent, had, had a chat about obviously Empire Strikes Back, which is my one, and I got a got my one of my photos signed. But yeah, yeah, and uh, it's sad news. So um, just thought we ought to mention that, didn't we? Really, as yeah. Star Wars fans, what a great job he did and everything. And yeah, really sad news. Yeah. So, and I, and I I had looked up why he wasn't involved with uh, Return of the Jedi, and it was because of toys. 
sadly. <laughs> I, I don't want to like put a taint on his passing away or anything, but <laughs> I just had to look it up. Like I was like, well, what happened? I know there was a falling out, right? Yeah. So uh, he he uh, it was an interview, interview <clears throat> with L.A. Times, and he said, "I could see where things were headed. The toy business began to drive the Lucasfilm empire. It's a shame. He walks. They make three times as much on toys as they do on films. It's natural to make decisions that protect the toy business, but that's not the best thing for making quality films." Dot dot dot. The emphasis on the toys, it's like the cart driving the horse. If it wasn't for that, the films would be done for their own merits. The creative team wouldn't be looking over their shoulder all the time. Kurtz? Yeah, so that's what Kurtz was saying. That's why they ducked out of Return of the Jedi. Mm. Which which makes sense. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. When you watch Return of the Jedi, because that was definitely written... For uh, for toys, it's it. You know, it wasn't written. You well, can tell. He went on to say the 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 ending that would have originally happened that Lucas and he had come up with was <laughs> <laughs> was Luke and Leia would have rescued Han from Jabba the Hutt, but then Han would have died halfway through the film during a raid on the Imperial base. And Harrison has mentioned this before. The film would have ended with the rebel forces in tatters, Leia struggling with her new duties as queen, and Luke walking off into the sunset alone, like Clint Eastwood at the end of Spaghetti Western. Uh, A Spaghetti Western, sorry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Which would have been interesting, and it's a lot, but I think Lucas didn't want a dark ending like that did he he obviously changed no. that for you know no, no, no. i mean he you want to i mean more money i think the masses it. want a lighter ending anyway so mm-hmm. agreed yeah but there you go mm. but thank you kurtz because yeah exactly you gave us some beautiful things a lot of beautiful things in this room right here <laughs> Loads of toys. Loads of toys, Ed. Uh, Did any of his other movies strike you at all? Like like you're sad about? Dark Crystal, Return to Oz, American Graffiti. American Uh, Graffiti was pretty good. uh, American Graffiti is pretty good. Return to Oz, sketchy as fuck. No thanks. I remember the Dark Crystal watching that as a kid. The the sort of... It's Jim Henson, isn't it? Is that Jim Henson one? The... Puppets and everything. I don't remember much about it, but I remember watching it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jim Henson. Yeah. And Frank Oz. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it being quite a dark, kind of bit scary for like a kid's What, film. Return to Oz? No. Um, dark Pop- Crystal. Mm. Oh, I never saw that. Like a lot of Jim Henson stuff was kind of... Well, Henson and Oz directed it. Hmm. Yeah. It always had that underlying threat in there, like a little bit of a dark twist on it and everything so but no it'll, it'll, it'll always be Star Wars and Empire I think he'll be best obviously remembered for so mm-hmm. yeah there you go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well that's if you have anything more to say on him that's sad but uh, he was battling cancer for a year so 
He ended up meeting his fate today. Poor guy. Uh, otherwise, there was a comic that came out that described why the Millennium Falcon was a mess when you first see it in The Empire Strikes Back. Other than that. I saw that. Yeah, not right? I, I'm not it's reading that series. It's the Star Wars series. You know what I'm saying? Marvel's Star Wars comics. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, it does make you wonder, though, like, why the fuck was Han and Chewie working on the Falcon? Like, why was it so damaged <laughs> in Empire Yeah, Strikes why was Back? it all fucked up? Yeah, like, yeah. No, that goes there and that goes there. Anyway. That's kind that of a great goes element. there. That goes there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. That's part of the great element of Empire, though, isn't it? Watching I love the ship it. keep messing up and breaking down and not working and hyperdrive not doing this and not doing that. And he's like, oh, yeah, watch this. Boop, boop, boop. Yep. Watch what? It's like, yeah, it's completely <laughs> shagged all the time, isn't it? Like, usually you're just, like, like, nor- like, naturally, you're just like, well, it's a Millennium Falcon. It's just fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, this comic says there's some battle with, the rebellion and Luke was involved and Han goes in and with the Millennium Falcon and it gets damaged and you can read the rest. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, cool. Mm. Otherwise right. we'll go over Vader, the latest Vader comic next time and we are done. James, punch it. Well guys, I guess that's it. Um send us an email. Scruffypodcasts at gmail dot com and <sighs> See you next time. May that force of others be with you. Cheerio till next time, boys. This party's over.